Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Shayi Oye Nikhan. Shayi is a rising second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2022, and she and I recently connected to talk more about her background, how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, what attracted her to serving as the BBSA, that's the Black Business Student Association president, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Shayi Oye Nekon. Shayi, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Tell us about you. Where are you from and, and what did you do before coming to Darden? Yeah, so I'm Nigerian. I actually lived in Nigeria for about 10 years, not actually 15 years. Um, but I moved to England for a bit and then moved to the U.S. for college. And I've been in the States for about eight years. Um, before I died in, I went to University of Minnesota and I actually studied accounting economics. So I worked in big four accounting. I worked at KPMG and Deloitte doing um, transfer pricing, which is more like international tasks, kind of a mixture of um, valuation as well as um, international tax and law. It's very interesting. Did that for a couple of years before coming to Darden. Um, but yeah, that's my background. And did you always know that you wanted to pursue an MBA? Yeah, so I went to undergrad um, in business. So my interest has always been in business. I, when I was actually in high school in England, I interned at an investment bank. Um, when I came down here for college, didn't really succeed in getting into that path um, because I initially and immediately was just attracted to the big four accounting path instead. Um, so I always knew down the line that based on what where I saw myself in the next five to 10 years, MBA was part of that plan. Um, but honestly, I Darden wasn't really a school I had even seen myself being at such a short time. And mostly because when I decided to apply to an MBA program in the pandemic, I didn't even have a GMAT or GRE score. So I was aiming pretty low, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, I, I actually decided to pursue my MBA um, mostly based on visa issues because I didn't even I didn't have the visas to keep working, so I had to go back to school. And when Darden became very flexible, I was really attracted to the students I talked to, really attracted to professors that I ever spoke to. And um, actually, before I considered coming down to Darden, I was working in Deloitte, Houston. And I knew right away that I wanted to go back to Houston after Darden. So even when considering the MBA programs I wanted to go to, I actually had reached out to alumni from all different programs in Houston. And the only ones that were very active and responding that actually reached out to me and didn't just talk about the MBA life, talked about things outside of MBA, you know, job searching, just like having a good life and just being just a successful person with actually like Darden alums. And I, it was really important to me to actually reach out to alums that were both white and black because I wanted to ensure that it wasn't just the black community that actually showed me this kind of support. And from both communities, I got an, an immense amount of support in, in, in the Houston um, the Houston Alumni Network. So for me, that was a huge factor. And immediately I, I, I realized how supportive the network was both within the current students at Darden as well as like the alumni, I was in, in instantly attracted um, to, to Darden, so. Well, it sounds like Darden maybe got on your radar because of some of the flexibility in response yeah. to the pandemic. Um, and then it was the community that ultimately yeah. convinced you that this is where you needed to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you come to Darden, 
you're a first year student and it sounds like you had some prior exposure to business school topics, concepts. You work for a big four accounting firm. Uh, so maybe the quant came a little bit easier to you than maybe some of your classmates who may have been less familiar with those topics, but I'm guessing there were still learning curves. So uh, tell me a little bit more about that adjustment to being a first year student at Darden. Yeah, I think the experience being part of Section J is actually really, really unique and very different because you're learning at such a really fast pace than other sections. And it really pushes you and really makes the people you're around you as well when doing going through that process become very, very close. So I'm I'm actually like you said, I'm actually a very um quantitative person. <laughs> I my degrees in accounting econometrics. So when I came here, I really stayed away from all qualitative classes in college. And when I came here with like marketing strategy, I really had to force myself to think. And I remember in my learning team, I was always just like, hey guys, don't give me any of the qualitative cases. It's not, it's, it's, it's not my strength. Um, but I kind of always saw myself always looking forward to these classes, like strategy and marketing became some of my really favorite classes. I really enjoyed the professors. Um, and that was that was a huge learning curve for me, really being open to something that I wasn't even being used to. Another thing as well was like when I came to Darden, I knew that I already had the knowledge, I already knew the foundation. I wasn't trying to come to business school to learn what I already knew. I was coming to business school to be a better decision maker, to be able to think about things very strategically and be able to actually stand out and be a very intense thought maker. And when I came here and was going through through the case study, um, the case study program, I really got to actually challenge myself in ways I could not have even imagined. I saw myself, I, I, I described it as I'm learning how to write again with my left hand because I know how to write, but <laughs> it's like I'm learning how to do it in a way that's so uncomfortable, but it's actually a really good skill set to have that not everyone has, right? So having that skill set would actually make me stand out. And the past six months have been amazing because now I see myself pushing myself thinking about things in ways that um, that has made me a, a way better leader and a way better um, performer too, so. Was case method familiar to you? Had you had classes previously taught? Yeah, so I actually, yeah, so I actually did have some classes in college. Um, so actually my manager of accounting class is actually a case study method class. And I remember really hating the fact that we didn't really get to have more case studies during my college experience, because that was such a really good um, good experience where I was exposed to professors and exposed to also hearing how my classmates kind of were thinking about things. So when I was like, when I heard that Darden was like 100% case study, I was like, yes, because I don't want to sit in a classroom and just hear someone talk. I'm not really going to get much out of it after. I want to come to the classroom, really think about, because when I hear some of my classmates speak, I'm just like, I did not think about that. How did you think about that? And sometimes when I'm like, wait, have we actually talked about this too? It's like, we're all bringing in new concepts that's like, even the professor's like, okay, like no such as, no such as actually mentioned this concept before. So now we're exploring new things that are not even part of the curriculum. And that's like the really good thing I really like about case study. So I've been exposed to it in the past, um, but not on this scale. And I will say that I, I'm, I'm actually really glad that I came here and got exposed to the case study method 100% because it, it has been a really good experience and definitely a, a very good decision too. So Shay, 
Section J, a one-off section in January start. Um, so new for this year uh, in response to the pandemic, offered flexibility for students to be able to start in January. You've had a very full plate. Things are moving quickly uh, for you academically. And of course, there's also the recruitment process. So what has that looked like for you as you've gotten started with business school, trying to find that next opportunity? Yeah, so one thing that the school did that was actually really great was despite starting classes in January, we still had access to um, the networking sessions, the info sessions, the whole recruiting process from the fall right from the very beginning with the rest of the, the other sections, which is actually really great because I was recruiting for investment banking and I got to really network with the other banks throughout that process. I was also recruiting for Houston, which was kind of a very unique and different process. So I got kind of got um, early interviews before December because of that process and got my offer before I even started classes in January. However, I was still working, but it was definitely a lot more to a lot more, way harder to um, balance that because I didn't really have to end classes at like 1 p.m. I was still working sometimes till like 1 a.m. I remember like one day I basically was working um, all night. I had like about three networking calls the next day and I was just like, what am I gonna do? I was like, you know what? I'm taking the day off from work today. I need a break. I need to focus on actually getting my dream job. Um, so definitely a very interesting experience, but I will also say some other people in our section um, didn't get um, offers before starting classes. They get offers um, because they're probably recruiting for like tech, which is a more later process. But uh, I think one thing very unique about Section J was that we're such a small section. Um, we're all, we're all butt together by the uniqueness of the program and we were all very supportive. Our learning team actually comprised of only Section J students. So we're all very understanding. When people had interviews, like we all stepped up, helped, helped each other out. It was um, So I, I will say it's a very different process from the other sections, but the support that the Darden community has made it better for every Section J student, whether or not you were recruiting early or recruiting later, later during the process. Um, just knowing that you had a community of students that were very supportive was actually a really good experience. So, so what will you be doing this summer? So this summer, I'll actually be going down back to Houston um, to join Goldman Sachs and their Natural Resources Group. Really excited about that. All right, so back to Houston. What do you like about Houston? Everything, Houston's amazing. <laughs> um, I love the food. So being, being international, um, I've kind of lived, I left, I left my parents when I was like, what, 15? I lived in England, when in boarding school, I've lived in the US and I've, I've lived in different countries in different states, but Houston is a place that really feels home to me, mostly because it's, it, it has, um, it, it, it feels a lot like Nigeria, which I love. <laughs> um, it's very diverse, very inclusive. Um, I, I remember being in, um, I can being when I, when I was at Deloitte and I basically was working with other Nigerians and working with other people that, you know, were not even Nigerian that would order Nigerian food when we're working late. So things like that, just having something that feels, really feels like home is really nice. Um, I also love, I also love the, the, how big the city is and how cheap it is. I will tell you, I'm really excited to kind of go back and know that I will not be paying New York rent. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Houston. I definitely really see myself being there long-term. And that's why when I was thinking of business goals, I also thought about what would make the most sense for me if I want to go back down to Texas. And that's why it was so important for me to reach out to alumni that were also in Texas because that was uh, a huge decision. And I was actually very surprised to see that Darden still had a very strong network, especially down in um, Dallas and Houston. So that was, that was a huge thing for me too. 
I can say from talking with my admissions colleagues who go to events in, in Dallas, Houston, elsewhere, um, very strong alumni base yeah. down there. And it sounds like that aligns with your experience too. Yeah. Um, and all of your points about Houston, all, all, I've been there a few times on recruiting trips. It is an enormous place. I think it's the largest city in the United States in terms of landmass, top four in terms of population, just yeah. huge, so many different kinds of people, so much incredible diversity. And you're right. If you're thinking about a finance career, or I guess as they say at Darden, finance, if you're thinking about a finance <laughs> career, um, you compare New York prices to, uh, I don't know, Houston, it's a little bit more affordable in Texas. It really is. All right. So it sounds like you have a great summer plan. And so you are also in a student leadership role too. This is one of the storylines for second year students. As they move into that second year, you start taking electives, choosing your classes. Um, in addition, typically students will get pretty involved in the extracurricular life of the school. So tell us a little bit more about what you'll be doing outside the classroom. Yeah, so I'm actually the president for BBSA, which is the Black Business Student Association at Darden. I'm super excited about that role. I actually really got interested in that role after I was the diversity rep for Section J. Um, so Section J has about six Black students which is amazing. Um, so we all really got to navigate some of the case study discussions together. And I really realized the importance of having a very strong black community here at Darden. So for me, I knew right away that I really wanted to take the role of presidents within BBSA to really push for that and really ensure that the incoming class as well has that kind of community um, when they do come in, um, in to here the next year. So. All right, so we're hearing your goals and sort of what you're hoping to accomplish. Um, any, any things that when you say, you go through this next year, you look back, you wanna say, I, I hope I've accomplished this um, or any, any initiatives that you're looking to get started in the coming year? Yeah, quite a lot. I, I, I will tell you that um, I think about all the ideas I have. So I'm just like, I really, really hope I can look back a year from now and really be like, yes, I finally did it. Um, with some of like the major events and the major like program that BBSE has done in the past, I'm thinking of some new things as well. Really thinking about probably including or introducing um, some sort of platform to engage with allies in the Darden community. I think we've definitely had some alumni in the past who were BBSA members, not BBSA members, but still really want to support the um, Black members of the community. And I'm really thinking of how to kind of formalize that process and really engage with them and give them a platform to really get to engage with the, the Black members in our community as well. Thinking of how to engage with um, alumni better, <laughs> um, really give them a chance to not just come, not just connect back with Darden, but also connect with the Black students here at Darden. And that's more or less formalizing um, a sort of process for them to kind of be informed of what exactly BBSA will be doing on campus, as well as ensuring that they have some sort of way to, some sort of like event that would bring them back to campus to get to meet just the Black students selfishly. Um, so we're actually thinking of um, starting a um, gala that would bring the current students and more of a formal gala, fun, <laughs> nice, um, to really celebrate the Blackness and um, the Black history that exists here at Darden and really celebrate the fact that there is a community that is thriving with a very strong alumni network and a very strong um, network of current students as well. Um, the other thing I'm also really thinking about when it comes, I told you it's a lot of ideas. Um, <laughs> thing I'm really thinking about um, as well as um, for, for BBSCs in terms of engaging with prospective students. Um, I know that applying to Darden is an extremely 
repetitive process. I went through that process. I know how insanely hard it is. I have friends who applied, got waitlisted, didn't get in. So I'm very grateful that I got in. But I also know that a huge part of it is really being able to put together a very compelling and really tell your story in a way that really makes you seem like a good fit for Darden. And I think that's something that despite being a very good candidate, you some students might not be really good at doing that. And we know that it's mostly, it really could just be because they just don't have the resources. And I really hope BBSA can really help these students better, especially the Black students. I, I, I want us to really um, engage and attract more Black students this, um, this upcoming year. So we're actually putting together um, an info session for prospective students, um, prospective Black students um, later in the fall to kind of um, tell them exactly what, what a good application look like, looks like and how they can really tell their story. Um, haven't really figured out the exact details or the date yet, but something to definitely look out for because um, I really think it's going to be very beneficial to not just <laughs> the prospective students, but also to us because we definitely want to, we definitely want to, um, you know, get more Black students here and really, really expand our network too, so. I appreciate your point about telling your story in the application process. It's probably one of our top tips as an admissions committee. I think people sometimes think about applying and it's like, I'm just putting all this information in here and someone will look at it, but you can be much more intentional than that. There are some key elements of your story you likely wanna prioritize when putting all your materials together. And it's an initial introduction, right? That application, you're not gonna be able to share everything about yourself. So what's most important to share there? And then of course, you know, if you come for an interview and you do your interview, it's an opportunity for you to even give more depth uh, to your story and maybe even share some things that you didn't have a chance to speak to in the application itself. So um, I really, really love that point about your narrative and your story and, and the value of introspection and, and reflection as you move through this process. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Was that something that, uh, was that easy work when you were applying or did that take some time? It took a lot of time. I, I, I will say that I was blessed <laughs> with a lot of mentors who, when I decided to apply to an MBA program with only two and a half years experience, without a GMAT, GRE score, did not tell me, don't do it. We were like, okay, let's actually sit down and let's figure out why exactly you want to go to Darden and how, how exactly to tell your story to Darden and how exactly to make sure that you stand out through the process. Um, I think I had managers at work who also really helped me self-reflect and really figure out exactly what 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 my strengths were and really figure out how to actually tell that story out throughout the process too. It wasn't easy, it was a lot of conversations back and forth with the people around me, but I'm actually really grateful because um, apart from just reaching out to people that were in my network, I also reached out to some of the um, Black people at Darden, which were very, very supportive. And it was like just asking questions. I remember like the day before my interview, I literally told my story for about an hour to um, someone who just graduated, um, Tamira Falavi, and I told him my story like three times. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm actually gonna do this. And he's like, no, you're fine. Like your story's amazing. And I was like, I'm not sure. But I, it definitely was a lot of work. I didn't just like show up and just like, you know, hey, I'm at the interview. I actually had to do a lot of um, preparation. And I'll be honest, um, just having people in my life who were willing to help out with that process and also having people at Darden who were really willing to, you know, answer my messages and really help out was also really, um, was really helpful, so. I appreciate your note about 
just how much work went into getting ready for the interview. I think sometimes when you say, oh, it's conversational and it's just you talking about you and telling your story, I think sometimes people hear that and they're like, well, I talk about myself all the time. Yeah. You know, it's no, <laughs> no big deal. Um, I, I know what I'm about, but you have limited time. And I think anybody who's been in that kind of situation knows that that time can go really quickly. And so you want to make sure you're moving right along, answering all the big questions, you know, who yeah. are you? What's your background academically, professionally, why you want to get an MBA? Of course, a question we don't ask in the application, why Darden? And of yeah. course, short-term, long-term career goals. That's a lot to cover. Lot. And of course, you know, there's exposition and giving some depth to this. You don't want to just fly through all of it. So figuring out that right amount of detail, that does take practice. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Well, Shay, what are you looking forward to in addition to your BBSA president responsibilities? What are you looking forward to in the second year? What's most exciting? I'm really excited to be part of the normal darting process, normal darting experience, I will say. It has been a very unique year with the virtual hybrid classes, being in a very accelerated pro program. I'm excited to be taking classes with other sections. Like I signed up for second year classes and um, I will say that I mostly signed up for some amazing professors, most of the female professors, um, specifically Mary Margaret Frank. Um, I'm really excited about that. Really excited about um, also just spending my second year, spending time with my family, my friends and the friends I have here at Darden. Really just spending time enjoying the year before I end up working 100 hours in banking. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all the work I've put in this past year and really just enjoying the fact that um, I'm, I've gotten this far and I really get to, to enjoy that and really just be grateful for that. So I'm excited. I think it's a good attitude to have. Of course, that second year, um, you, have your, you have your time. You maybe have a little bit more breathing room in the schedule yeah. too because you've set your schedule, you're picking your classes. And of course, you know, you mentioned post-graduation, typically Darden graduates are moving into pretty demanding roles. So you should yes. enjoy the second year when your yes. time is your own. It will, it will change uh, for you um, after graduation. So, uh, well, I wonder, Shay, you've, ar you've already shared so many good tips and pieces of advice and thoughts for our prospective student listeners. I wonder if you have any, any last piece of advice or wisdom you would like to impart here. Yeah, I think um, one thing I'll also kind of say is really think about whether or not you, when I guess when you're kind of like telling your story for Darden, when you're applying to Darden, what do you think about who, who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and what exactly Darden is looking for? Because if you think about your strength, think about your weakness and think about exactly what Darden is looking for, you'd have a better idea of whether or not Darden is a good fit for you. As much as you want to get an MBA program, you have to ensure you're doing it at the right time and at the right place. And I'll be very honest, Darden is an amazing school, but you don't want to come here if you're not ready for the 100% case study method because it's, it, it, it will challenge you, it will make you learn, it will make you a better leader, but if you're not, if, if you think it's not something that you're willing to really put in the work and really, you know, 100% enjoy the process, 100% engage with the process, it could probably ruin your Darden experience. And no one really wants that. I think my experience, even though it's been an intense year, has been good because I came here very excited about the case study method. And I knew right away that my strength was 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a qualitative person. I love numbers. I'm a quantitative person. I, I, I love numbers. And I wanted to ensure that I was actually able to apply things different. I knew what my weakness was. I knew what I needed to work on. And I knew that I was ready to put in, put in, the, put in the work in that area. I knew Jardin was going to help me get there. So my advice would be think about your strength. Think about your weaknesses. Think about why you're getting an MBA. Think about what exactly the Darden program is. And think about how that fits into your future goals. Because that's mostly important. Again, I appreciate the emphasis on self-reflection and introspection. And you're right, the learning experience at, at Darden is going to ask a fair amount of students. You're going to have to show up ready to contribute in class, not just participate, yeah. uh, but to contribute in that. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to show up to your yeah. learning team meetings prepared and, of course, show up to class ready to do the same. And, you know, I, I do think the nice thing about this community, though, is, you know, all of your classmates have made a similar commitment it's all part of the social contract around here yes yes i agree and one thing i'll also just say is when you think about um whether or not you want to come to darden or not also think about the fact that it's a very strong community and you're going to be around people who stand up for each other who support each other and if if that's a place you want to be at absolutely yes and if you think you want to be a person that just go through life by your own. I don't think any MBA program might really be for you, but probably you might not really be a good fit for Darden. But I will say that for people that are looking for a program that's full of supportive, um, full of people that are always willing to help you and collaborate with you, then absolutely, yes. I think with the learning team, with the case study method, everything here, everything we do here, right from the, right from the very day one, right from Darden before Darden, it's all based on working with other people, collaborating with each other and, you will absolutely get that here, so. That's right, you're gonna to have to work with other people here at, at Darden and often, uh, whether it's on a learning team, it's in the classroom, it's outside of the classroom. I always point out the fact that, well, of course everybody's come and the idea is that you're going to be an active participant yeah. in your learning and in other students' learning. Um, and naturally, like perhaps naturally, uh, you also find that students really wanna be engaged outside of the classroom. There's over 50, full-time MBA student organizations yes. here on grounds. And I mean, yes. think about the population of students, it's about 660, 70 total students. So yeah. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of clubs relative to the size of the community. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think a lot of people here as well are so willing to give back to the community. Like I have another friend here in section J who's also leading the um, BGIA. And you just have people that are just like really willing to give back, to be engaged, to to help each other. And that's something that I, that really, that just really makes me enjoy my time here too. Just being around people that are of service. Cause I'm very, I'm very like-minded. I'm very like, I like giving back and just being around people as well that like to think that way um, really just enhances the MBA experience too. And for our listeners less familiar with some of the Darden acronyms, BGIA is building goodness in April. Uh, it's a Darden wide service activity that happens well every April. So, um, <laughs> well, Shay, thank you for coming on, sharing your background, experience, and of course, your advice. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brett. And that was my interview with Shay Oye-Nekon, a rising second year student in our full-time MBA class of 2022. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.